We welcome you into another episode of Inside Boxing Live. The usual suspects are here. Dan Canobio, former world champion Chris Algieri. The band is all back together. Ronnie Jerez in the producer chair. We're back in New York uh, from a whirlwind uh, week in Las Vegas. Chris is back from a wild night on the Pro Box set. We have a lot to talk about today. Chris, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. A little tired, a little, uh, little spent from last night's uh, massive, awesome fights. Absolute mayhem, the main event. Victor Cano versus Zachary Ochoa. These guys were killing each other. It was, Rolling. My, my, my voice is literally still still hurting. Yeah, man. But uh, good stuff. You know, it's like I when I call fights, too, it, it's such a come down. Like, it will end, you know, and there's two hours of adrenaline still flowing through my body. It's so hard well, to that, go to bed. That's why I drive home immediately after the shows in Pro Box. It's you a cry on the drive, drive. home? No, I drive. Oh. That's why I drive oh, home. Okay. Uh, right. I just because I'm still up. I'm like uh, normally, normally like when we do shows, we're at a, a casino, and I'll just go to the bar and have a couple beers, and then yeah, that be able to go to sleep. But then like now, it's like I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna drive home. But three and a half hours later, I'm like, all right, now I can go to sleep. <laughs> You're a big leave directly after event type of guy. You left Vegas, red eye. We left Vegas yep. at night last on the last trip. That's yep. like that's your thing. I just get the money and go smash and grab yeah did you see i don't know if you saw this um i left vegas and i went right to billy's sports bar and i went on a magical run to the finals chris see that see that it was that it was that punch to the rib cage i'm gonna take full credit oh, i just put something on twitter uh the footage that chris Audrey doesn't want you to see that's me blasting away on you Oh, I actually do want to see. But that. you're not moving. You're very, very <laughs> and, I, and I didn't even clip it in. And you're, you're like, very, you're not clip it. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried about. You're it. very stationary <laughs> in that video. Um, but thank you to everyone who tuned in last week. It was our the best week we've ever had in terms of viewers. We had almost 10 million views or over 10 million views um, on all of our social media platforms from Las Vegas. Great content. So uh, I love doing those Vegas trips. So thank you everyone uh, for that. I really wanted to start the show talking about the fallout from Canelo Charlo. There really isn't any fallout. The fight's over with. Charlo embarrassed himself with a no-show. I think his reputation and his, and his image is damaged. I think he can fix it uh, by fighting Zoo and winning that. For Canelo, it's on to the next. And we talked about on the last show, like, all right, the Crawford fight doesn't seem as intriguing to me anymore because I think the Benavides fight is the fight to make. So very quickly, let's wrap up Canelo well, Charlo. Well, so two things. One, one, the fallout is that Jamal is out of the running. Because of because of his brother's performance. Well, he just so called no, out no Canelo one, today. Nobody cares to see that. No, like it, it's like all right. Well, you guys are twins. You're going to fight the same. You got the same idea. Like whatever. Which is interesting because they, Jamel all week the long. Same, the Jamel all week long was like, I'm fighting for the Charlo name now. I'm going to restore it. Meanwhile, I think he just sank it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, yeah, the the Crawford fight. I'm not really into. Um. But the Benavidez, the winner Benavidez Andrade, because that's not there's not a given. Andrade is a tricky guy, man. He's undefeated for a reason. Two weight class, two weight class world champion in his third weight class now. And what I mean, I wouldn't be crazy surprised if he, if he pulls off a win. I mean, it would definitely be he's definitely the underdog. But you can't you can't knock you can't you can't count Andrade out. You're the Andrade guy. I know he's your buddy, and you've always been a um, supporter of his. Like, yeah, it's easy to to write him off because he's had such a strange career, not getting big fights, and, and that Canelo moment will live on in infamy. Canelo kind of clowning him, uh, but he is a damn good fighter. He's a very tricky fighter. So I give Benavidez mm -hmm. a lot of credit for taking this fight. I think if Benavidez can get past Andrade, 
it's another feather in his cap, and it's a, it sets up a, a big fight for Canelo, or at least it should, because Canelo's trainer, Eddie Reynoso, actually brought up Benavidez's name after the fight, which is a good start. I think the Crawford thing is kind of out the window. I don't think Canelo will fight back-to-back smaller guys. You know, he we heard the the about Charlo being too small, and it turned out he was inside of that ring. So now we're going to take on a, a welterweight. It's just not the right timing for it. The timing is for Benavidez, so that is the... The wrap-up on Canelo Charlo did do big business, too. I think it did over, like, 600 to 700 pay-per-view buys. So that's oh, good. Wow. Yeah. For Can- it's Canelo, man. Yeah, Canelo Canelo's still a beast. sells, man. That's that. When people say, oh, is Canelo still the face of boxing? Yes. Yes. He is. Canelo is still the face of boxing. Right. He just did 600 pay-per-view buys with a guy that, listen, all throughout Vegas, nobody gave a shot to. Yeah. Like so, uh, what are we? What he are we talking Didn't really about sell here? the He's... fight either. He wasn't like angry Charlo all week. It was no. It was mostly let's see what Canelo has left. All right, I'll buy this. Uh, I'll use PPV.com and buy this fight and have the live interactive chat with Jim Lamb. Oh, by the way, uh, by the way, I was talking to people during during the telecast. Yeah. PPV.com stream was clean and That's perfect throughout. The other the other streams not so good. We love not a clean. So we love a clean, strong stream around here. Mm-hmm. So does my urologist. Yes. That's, really important. That's our next endorsement deal. Stream Wars, baby. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 40 now, so I, I'm almost How's your 40, stream, so bro? I have, is your stream I have, clear? I have, a, I, have to, I have a urologist now. So how's your stream? Is it clear? That, that's new. Is it strong? So oh, I got God. a story about that off air, but yeah. Okay. All right. We'll save that for the... Uh, <laughs> I think, that's for the Patreon. Yeah, I think we might have to start one. Do you think we should start we, a Patreon? Probably should. It's going to help me not get canceled, but yeah. Yeah, well, we're starting a Patreon, folks, and you're going to hear all about Chris's urinary tract. If <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't put, get you to put down $2 a month, I don't know what will. All right, segue. Chris is done with this topic. All right, Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk is set. Uh, we didn't get to touch on it last week because it broke like on the Friday of the Canelo Charlo. I was on, actually on the set of Morning Combat uh, with the two doofuses, um, Luke and Brian Campbell. Uh, we got to talk about it there, but I didn't get to talk about it with you, Chris. Um, there's a lot of theories. I, listen, I listened to that podcast, by the way. You came was, up a uh, lot on it. It was it was comical. Very comical. A lot of fart jokes, a lot of pornography jokes, a lot of Chris Algieri talk. Mm-hmm. They were talking about your legendary... Residency in Las Vegas in 2014 in the lead up to Manny Pacquiao versus Chris Algieri. We we went to the top ranked gym at, that came up once again. It always does. Whenever we run the top ranked guys, they talk about that that uh, my time my time running amok on the press tour for for Manny Pacquiao and my dream. That's for the Patreon <laughs> as well. Uh, That's but, also for the Patreon yeah. for sure. Fury Usyk is set. Um, there's a lot of reasons on why it was why it got set or theories or. You know, is it because the Ngannou fight no one gives a shit about? Um, so let's drum up more interest in the Ngannou fight and let's uh, have Fury fight Usyk. But it comes down to it, it's just more money. The Saudis offered uh, Usyk a, a deal he could, excuse me, Fury, a deal he could not uh, turn down and not resist. Over $100 million, Some people say over $200 million. It's a lot of money. But Fury will be fighting Usyk in Saudi Arabia. Uh, December 23rd is the working date. I wouldn't be shocked if it moves into January or February, but we're getting it, Chris. The first four-belt undisputed heavyweight title fight ever. Big one. Fury, Usyk, why are you shaking your head? Not so fast. First of all, definitely not happening in December. Definitely not happening in December. I'd be surprised if it happened in January. Because Ngannou's going to win. Nah, stop it. I know. Saudi, the, uh, come on. The, how reliable are the Saudis? 
The, their we, money's we just, green, we, man. Or whatever color their money bills are. We just had that color. huge fallout for that heavyweight tournament that they've been talking for in December, and the Saudis are like, I'm eh, not interested. And they, they don't care. It doesn't matter. There's mm. there's nothing for them to lose. They print money. It doesn't matter to them. I, I don't know. If, if we'll see, it's going to take. You know, obviously, it took big money to make the fight happen. It took about 100, 200 million. Uh, let's, let's let's see. Let's What's see the the so. prime whatever the 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 big governmental head of Saudi Arabia announced it. So they he announced it. Top rank announced it. Queensberry Promotions announced it. Usyk announced well, it. Well, he announced Fury it first, announced it. and yeah. he announced it like right before, right before the Canal fight, which is not. That cool, was but. some insider info. Like we went to the top rank gym, and we got some intel. Is like we didn't even know it was being announced, but once the prince whatever announced it, we were like, all right, we're all gonna you know act accordingly because when he announces a, a fight, um, the government gets involved, then it seems pretty real. That's why I think it's real. The only thing I don't know about yet is when it will happen so if it happens december 23rd prince prince made it made the call i i I can't wait till november november 16th and the prince wakes up and he goes nah i don't want to do that um i'm all right i'm good furies too uh i I just watched the last episode of uh netflix (laughs) at home with the furies and i'm out on it but yeah uh i think the only uh debate is on what when it will actually be december 23rd seems a little wishful thinking it's um i think we'll do big numbers because a lot of people will be home uh, for the holidays, but it seems like January. Wait, we February. we talked about that. I kind of like I like that because you're you're stuck at home with your family anyway on Christmas. I wouldn't be bad to have a fight. Yeah, and a, and a huge one. Let's talk about the actual fight. How much of a chance are you giving Usyk in this fight? Coming off of what was a, a I would say a lackluster performance from him against Dubois. Uh, then you got Fury, who has had a series of defenses that no one really wants to see. Fighting an MMA star next, like how much of a chance are you giving Usyk in this fight? Not much. Uh, initial thought, zip, zip zero. Mm. Uh, but we don't know what Tyson Fury is going to bring to the table. He's been so inactive. Um, but listen, if I'm looking at them based on their past, their their most recent performances, which most recent for Tyson is a year ago now, almost. Um, he just, he just, he just, he he bears them. He bullies them. He 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 gets physical the way he did to Wilder in the second fight. Makes it an ugly fight. I'm actually not looking forward stylistically to the matchup i never did picturing them in the ring together make it makes my head kind of shake and i'm like they're 60 pounds apart it's it's it's, and but tyson's not just a big oof oof like like dubois was he's athletic he's fast he's tall he's long he's he knows how to box he's got defense and i don't think tyson is going to go out there and be like oh i'm gonna go out box the the slick boxer why I can just bear hug you and bully you and push you to the ground as much as I can and make it uncomfortable. And we saw how uncomfortable Usyk got when Dubois got physical. So what? Why, what? 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 Why would Tyson not make it a physical, ugly fight? He doesn't care. He's going to win. Yeah. The only thing um, Fury has been so dominant. You're right, but it's hard to figure out how much he has left or uh, how he looks because of his inactivity and the level of his opponents lately. But historically, smaller, shifty heavyweights have given Fury issues. You have to go all the way back to 2014. Uh, Steve Cunningham. Steve Cunningham, USSR, the USSA. My, that's my guy. In we used to f- we used to model together. Him and I. We were in we were in a separate. Well, same shoot. Awesome. Separate separate photos, but he gave Fury issues. He dropped Fury at the theater at MSG. It was Fury's first fight in the U.S. Um, Smaller heavyweights can give Fury issues because shiftier heavyweights can give Fury issues. It's just how shifty is Usyk still? Because when we were watching the Dubois fight, there were t- moments where 
you know, he's, his defense wasn't exactly on point. He was getting hit a lot, was moving in and out. Uh, we talked about that last, like, you know, was it a slippery ring? Was it uh, age? Was it um, a little bit of everything? Um, slowing down a little bit. But we're getting the fight. I'm excited for it. We'll finally figure out who an undisputed champ, one one face, one name, one belt theory uh, will come to a head. That's fun. At least it will be, bring some closure to the heavyweight division. We'll, like, for Fury, this could be his last big fight, knowing how he operates. He's like, all right, I got my money. You guys paid me what I wanted. I'm fighting the guy you all want to see me fight in, in Usyk. I'll win this, and then he can finally ride off into the sunset if he wants to. Yeah, history is the only thing that intrigues me about the fight. I want a unified heavyweight champion. We're we're in the unification era. We're, we're seeing it all over. Um, so yeah, undisputed. Uh, that's I want that. I want that for the heavyweight division. I want it for the sport. Um, we're in that era, like I said, the undisputed era. We've got a bunch of undisputed champs. We're seeing it more and more, which is a good thing. Um, so that's that's really what intrigues me about the fight. But in terms of the matchups, stylistically, strategically, I don't love it. Okay, we'll, we'll move on. Um, Usyk. Interesting. Usyk Fury, big one, December 23rd, potentially February. I also do think that the reason it was announced was because the Nganu fight is not getting any buzz. We were in Vegas last week, didn't hear a damn thing about it. The only thing I did hear was that Nganu looks so slow. Um, you saw the footage, he looks pretty inept, not ready for the, that moment. So now you throw in the fact like, oh, Fury must get past Nganu. Uh, to get to Usyk, even though the belts aren't on the line or Fury's belt isn't on line against Ngannou. I think that played into into the making of Usyk and, and Fury in the announcement. I have to agree. I mean, it, it, I think now people are just going to... No one gives no one cares about Ngannou and, and gives him a, a chance, uh, especially, like you said, with the footage that's coming out. I, I love I love the Mike Tyson videos where it, it's Mike showing him how to like roll punches and go underneath. Meanwhile, the guy's like six eight. It's like, what do you? Wait, wait, he's not going underneath anything. Right. And also, he just can't do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think everyone's going to tune in just to see what Tyson Fury looks like, so they can they can think like, all right, well, how is he going to compare? Because again, he hasn't fought in a year, so we don't know what he's bringing to the table. Yeah, we're not going to um, learn much about Fury either in this Ingana fight. I wonder if he's even training for this. Fury. I, I, he looks I, yeah, huge, I don't think, dude. I know he he's always fat, to. but he looks like especially out of shape. Yeah, so so I think people will tune in now. I think it, it, I mean it was a smart idea to announce it, you know, prior to the Nagano fight because now there is some interest. It's like, all right, well, what's Fury going to come in? Is he going to come in fat? Is he going to is he going to come in shape? Is right. he going to look good? Um, yeah. I, so I I think that's where it people are going to tune in for. I mean, and listen, boxing fans are suckers. We're gonna turn. We're gonna turn. You yeah, and I are gonna turn. I'll in. watch. Yeah, of course. I think yeah. there'll be some some general interest, but it's not as big as what they think it's gonna be. But they're making that Saudi money over there as well. Uh, big news this week comes in the business side of boxing, and that uh, is something we heard for a while now. Um, we heard some rumblings out in Vegas, and that is Showtime Sports getting out of the boxing business. Thirty-seven years they've been in the game. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, HBO right, got out in 2017. Um, we had heard rumors from every Showtime detractor, whether it was Eddie Hearn or whether it's some of these trolls on on Twitter, that Showtime was not going to last. And it's not official, but it's if you read the tea leaves and you talk to some people in the know, you know, it seems like Showtime they will be done in 2024. Um, the rumors have Amazon Prime. Being the potential landing spot for PBC, it's the preferred landing spot 
uh, that Al Heyman wants. They've had some ongoing talk. That's interesting because Amazon Prime has 150 million subscribers. That is a big, big number. Uh, so if PBC can get to Amazon Prime, I'm not worried about PBC find and Al Heyman and PBC finding a home. That's something they've done since day one. Whether it's NBC, Fox, CBS, Spike, um, they went over to, to Showtime, and they've always been able to find a deal. So I'm not worried about that. But it, it does make it pause a little bit when you hear another big enterprise, another big institution like Showtime Sports closing its doors to boxing. It does. It's a. It's a. It hurts, but it also makes me hopeful for. All right, how can we move boxing into the future and get it onto a streaming service that everyone has? I think I think your trepidation and your worry comes from the fact that it's it's it was a monolith of 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 boxing history, but that's really it. Yeah, we're we're entering a new age. I don't think it matters anymore. It's everything streaming. Um, I had the inside track on the Amazon Prime thing because I, I I know oh. some other organizations Ooh. that were trying to get in there as well, oh. um, and they've been trying to do that for a while. So yeah, I mean the world is streaming. Everything's changing. The pay per view model doesn't really work anymore. Um, the, 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 the premium channels don't work anymore. We're, we're, we're coming into a new era. So yeah, Showtime boxing falling, HBO boxing falling. It's nostalgic for, for, for dinosaurs like us. Um, but that's dude, that's just, it's, it's the way of the past, man. We're, we're entering a new era. Um, it's a shame because generally boxing fans are older, yeah, older than UFC fans, older than a lot of other sport fans. Uh, which makes it really difficult for them to keep up technology-wise, which has hurt us in the past 10 years or so, maybe even more. Um, you know, I, I remember even when I was fighting and 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 my fans, a lot of, again, a lot of which were older Italian guys from Long Island were asking <laughs> how I can watch the fight. What and the I'm heck like, is oh, this Dazzin? It's on DAZN, and they're like, what, Ooh, Discovery that, Zone. What, 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 what is that? How do yeah. I watch that? I'm like, oh, it's 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 an ad. It's on your phone. Like, oh. Ooh. Yeah, you but know, Prime, like I feel like, is, like, a lot easier. Like, you can figure out Prime. Way Everyone easier. has Amazon yeah. Prime to order um, packages and all that. It's, like, one of the easiest things that my mom can figure out how to order I, Amazon dude, packages. I watch Prime all the time. Yeah, but, and I mean, actually, that's, that's how I watch Showtime. I actually have a, a Showtime subscription through Prime right. just so I watch boxing. It's the only reason I have that, that subscription is to watch yeah. boxing. There was rumors that, like, that Showtime would stay in business next year just to distribute pay-per-views. Pretty much what they did this year: Ryan Tank, Spence Crawford, uh, Benavidez, Plant, uh, and at least then, they went out with really good fights. Well, that was a reason. There was a reason why they did that, and that was a theory that I've been thinking about for a while. I'm talking to some people in boxing. It's like they're putting their best foot forward because they knew that they were going to have to shop around. So hey, look, this is what this is our and product. Look what we've done lately, yeah, look what we've done lately. This is our product, but there is value there. PBC undoubtedly has had the best year because they have the best roster here in the states. Um, so it's just a matter of time on where they, they land. If it's with Amazon Prime, that's just one rumor right now. They could just have preliminary talks, and Amazon Prime could could be out. And then you go to that maybe let's Apple. Just, let's just have them on John Boy. Let's make our own network. Let's, on Inside uh, Boxing Live Dan, YouTube page? Dan, yeah, you and I just, <laughs> just take it over, and we can, we can go hammer out the deal with Al. And uh, I would love yeah, to talk I mean, to Al. I, I met him like two or three times. I, wanna, I have been asking a lot of fighters about Al Heyman, all great things. And I know he has a very... He has his hand in everything. When I my first time ever on television was with Fox and PBC in 2019, they put me on the air for like a one or two minute hit from my old studio to talk about stats and stuff. And I heard and Ronnie, that was that was the last time he was ever on television. <laughs> I'm freaking COVID ruined that. I was I was about to be a huge TV star, 
2019, was, I was on Fox, bro. I know. Wasn't Fox it because Sports. you got canceled because you said something on air? No, I wasn't on Fox News. I was oh, on Fox oh, Sports. Oh, sorry. My bad. My I was bad, on Fox bad. Sports. My bad. And, but long story short, Heyman like, had to sign off on that right down to a one-minute hit with the CompuBox guy from his little studio in Bellport, Long Island. So he has his hands in everything. I am, boxing is a sport of deals. You know this, Chris. They make deals. So I'm not worried about them trying to find another deal. Like, they have value. There's a lot of big names out there. But the problem is, is these big fights do well. $20 million gates that Espinosa was talking about. You know, the big pay-per-view numbers that we just saw with Canelo and Ryan Garcia and Spence Crawford. It's like the other fights. It's Showtime Championship Boxing, like with a Donaire on a main event, or like a Boots, or like a Jamal James. Like, those fights did really bad numbers. So I'm wondering if, like, an Amazon Prime is... In, are they only interested in the big pay-per-views, or are they interested in the full catalog just because they want content? Are you interested in a, a random Saturday night Showtime Championship Boxing or a PBC Championship Boxing from the Punch Bowl in Carson, California? That's what I want to know. Good question, and I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to go the same route. I think that... Um... The, the, they're going to make their money on the big fights and the pay-per-views, the championship level. And then their, their, their building program or their grooming ground um, is going to be weak in terms of numbers, in terms of people tuning in. That's why it's, it's so, you know, Dan, you know about this better than anybody. COVID killed the club show, yep. which, which ruined promoters ability to groom guys mm -hmm. on the way up. Um, slowly now coming to back. See a, Slowly coming back, slowly coming back. But New York has killed it, killed it long before because of insurances yeah. and, and and price and cost and everything. Doing a show on it in, in New York is stupid. You lose um, a lot of money. Yeah. It, you're literally, Bella. every promoter is doing it, losing money just yeah. to get their fighters fights. Yep. So, which, which opens up a lot of opportunities for for different kinds of promotions. A promotion like ProBox, which is not the championship level, allows for a grooming ground for a lot of these promoters to to ship off their guys. And you have two shows a month, so there's a lot of opportunities there. Uh, but it's not enough. You need we need more of those. Right. And for cuz cuz these promoters have so many fighters, so many fighters signed. And for people at home just a little inside inside boxing, inside boxing live. Mm. Um these promoters have a contractual obligation to a certain amount of fights per year for, to the fighters. And if you've got hundreds of fighters and you owe them three fights a year. And the network. That's a lot, of, that's a lot of fights. Right. It's, so that's then, a, yep, that's a good there's point. There's just not enough, there's not enough dates. Not enough dates. So not enough dates. Not enough dates. And that's why they're going to be ship, shipping off and uh, outsourcing their networks to other other promoters, other, other networks, because um, there's just not going to be enough dates on Amazon Prime. Which is good for the smaller guy. It, it opens up a, it, it creates a vacuum that opens up for smaller promotions and smaller networks to to get future stars on their air. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're, they're, people are not going to tune in to those, you know, Amazon Prime local shows the way they are to the main the main cards. But also, it has to do with marketing. They don't market them the same way. Yeah, it could be different. Um, there's, there's no there's no building the young guys. There's no building no. the future. Um. They really just make their money on on the names that are already there. Yeah, uh, Ronnie, uh, perfect segue. Can you pull up the video? This is what I want to touch on next. It's Oscar De La Hoya, and obviously we know Oscar's, he's a there wild we man. Go. He's a wild man. He'll, he'll post some interesting things. He'll say some wild stuff. But you have to get through that sometimes for this message that he had recently on Instagram. Let's take a listen. We want boxing to survive, and we want boxing to thrive 
we need super fights like all the time fighters must fight each other we have to come together promoters eddie hearn al Heyman, bob arum whoever's out there let's come together i'm calling you out let's come together let's meet the power of the minds and come up with something because boxing can die i'm calling you all out let's do this and plus don't miss surdo ramirez and smith <laughs> live on the zone this saturday at the cosmo love the plug at the end oh we're gonna talk to that fight about that fight but he's right he's crazy but he's right the promoters have to come together with showtime going out and pbc looking for uh, another network and big fights being made this past year showing out that big fights have to be made for the sport to survive I think that the now is a time not for the world of all promoters just the US like if top rank golden boy PBC all found a way to work with each other all met had a big meeting and said guys we can't continue with this fragmented way of doing business we can't we have to make the biggest fights. We have huge stables of fighters, big names. So if we can all come together somehow and make the biggest fights on a continual basis, the sport will all, there's, there's enough money for us all to survive, but there's not enough money out there for us to be so fragmented. I know it's a pie in the sky type of thing, but we're seeing it, it has to happen. The stars have to align. PBC looking for potential home for a network. Golden Boy looking to work. With top rank, there was a picture of Bob Arum with uh, Oscar De La Hoya this past week. A lot of big fights out there. It's a pie in the sky. I know you're shaking your head, Chris, but there are so many big fights to be made. I think if they can find a way for all these guys to fight with zero networks in the way, boxing could surpass UFC, and it can be a massive sport. Dan, if you believe that, <laughs> I got a bridge to sell you. Look out the window. Look to the right. There's I think no you'll probably see here. it from... from yeah, well, see the 59th the Street Bridge. Look, look out there, I got I got a bridge for you. Great deal, really good one. Mm. I I I got the I'll I'll uh, I'll write up the deed for you. You know we can we can work that out. This is we said it early. This is a sport of deals. There's no deals if there's one if if everybody connects. These guys want their slice. That's it. You mentioned you mentioned Al how he had to sign off on having you there. There you, you know why that is because he wants power. It's not just money with these guys. These promoters don't. It's not just money. Money's definitely big. Yeah. They want their power and they like their power. They like their position. They like this is boxing. The promoters like the fight too. They want to they want to beat the other guy at the at the negotiating table. They want to get the extra signage. They want to get the guy to walk in first. They want to get the bigger cut. I'm yeah, telling that's you, these go guys, away, though. that's not going away. But I it's when I hear from guys like Tia Fimo, Tia Fimo says pretty much echoing what Oscar said. They had a meeting. Uh, last month, and you know, it's not coincidence that Oscar and and Tiafimo are kind of using the same message points here. Like the time is now for us to make these big fights. Like Tiafimo wants to fight Ryan Garcia, wants to fight Devin Haney. Like you got to make your money now. I think we can all agree there that the, you got to fight now while you're in your mid twenties to make your money. Don't sit out anymore. Don't marinate fights anymore. Yeah, you bring up the guys they want to make deals. Al Heyman. Bob Arum, they're getting up there in age, man. They're, they're getting older. So it, Bob Arum isn't going to be around forever, as, as we may think he will. But we don't know until, the future of until top Until there's a unified body overseeing things that has teeth, yeah. nothing is going to change. Because well, the next crop of guys, yeah. dude, the next crop of guys are going to do the same thing. 
They're going to do the exact same thing. Well, what they, has well, to come first not? then? It, what comes first then? All the promotions coming together or a unified organization? I think if all the uni- I think if all the promotions come together and then they go to the WBC, the, all those, the, the IBF and all them, and they say, yo, we don't even need you guys anymore. Then I think yeah, they'll get yeah. nervous and they'll come together. I know this is There's- like a crazy idea. It's a crazy idea. There's no idea. reason for them to come together. That's my entire point. There's absolutely no reason. I think there's more money in the pot together. if they all come together. Like the zone is is struggling uh, with subscribers, and they're struggling um, with getting eyeballs on there. I wouldn't even think about match rooms. I think of them not much in the U.S. They have a few good fighters here. I, I think of if the U.S. boxing wants to survive, I think they do need to come together in some way. Whether it's not even like an official partnership, if they just start working together more, we start slow. We have Aram and Golden Boy in top rank, which I thought should have merged years ago. They come together, and they bring us a Tiafimo versus Ryan Garcia fight. That's the fight I think is going to happen. Well, it's going to it's going to be a case by case fight by fight basis. Right. There's not going to be there's not going to be a unified coming together the way that Dale Hoy is talking about it. Dale Hoy is wearing his, his his promoter hat. He at the end of his message, he promoted his <laughs> fight this weekend. Yes, he I had get his it. Hat, he had his promoter hat on the whole time. It's all smoke and mirrors. Listen, they're going to do the same backdoor deals they do for everything. Sure, they're going. It's it's great to see Bob and Oscar in a, in a photo together. So they're not they're not literally biting at each other's necks. So yeah, okay, they can come together and make a fight. But listen, the deal is going to get done behind the closed doors. They're gonna they're gonna shake hands. They're gonna figure it out. Right. No one's gonna know the real details. This this is boxing because there's no reason to put it in light. Boxing, everything gets done behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Everything. They're not going to come together in a way that shines light on what they're really doing. Right. There's no need to. In my mind, I would love to see like a big, hey, a big announcement, kind of like you know UFC and WWE came together to form TKO. Um, that's another thing out there that's kind of floating around. Dana White wants to get into boxing, and maybe he can look at a PBC. Uh, maybe he can look at a top rank. Uh, that's out there too. But I think if there's ever a time for it, everyone to come together, a great reset. Uh, because they, I don't think they can survive on their own. I, I don't think they, they, these, these promotions can be their own entities, like Top Rank simply with ESPN, <laughs> Matchroom simply with DAZN, uh, Golden Boy simply with, the, with DAZN as well. Like it's, it's not going to work. It would work for a few years, but I always thought, okay, let's look three, four years down the line when you're exclusive, you're part, your promoter is exclusive to a network. It might work for three years, four years of in-house fighting uh, with the, your promote the fighters you have on your stable, but eventually you're going to run out of fights, and you're going to have to, you know, Aram's going to have to team up with De La Hoya to bring us a Ryan Garcia versus uh, Tiafimo Lopez. I think I think team up is the wrong word. They're just they're making deals. That's all. What what? All right. This is this is this is where this could really actually do something and be something. If there was a yearly promoter summit, and every promoter had to show up. Mm-hmm. And they had to meet and they had to be almost like uh, I'm thinking of um, uh, John Wick. And they had that <laughs> the, the common ground, yeah. like that hotel where there's no fighting right. and there's no combat or you get or you lose you lose whatever. But again, there's no teeth on it on any kind of overseeing you know body. But if there was a a a, a self-governed even because they're not going to allow anyone else to come in a self-governed promoter summit every year where everyone came together and just spoke about what can we do for the health of the sport? And listen, that's going to be bullshit because they don't really care anyway. They're going to try and make as much money as they can. But if they can come together and just be in the same room and talk instead of just throwing barbs at each other on Twitter, you know, um, it's really listen, Twitter's Twitter. It's really hard to be nasty to somebody's face. So I think if you put all those guys together, like we saw, we saw Bob and and, and De La Hoya together. That that was cool. I mean, it's 20, 30 years in the, you know, since these guys have really, you know, been smiling together. Um, They had a brilliant relationship early on. 
big falling out, a lot of falling out in boxing. But listen, the population is so small, you can't fall out for any kind of period of time. Right, you're going to need each other. Business. Absolutely. That's what I mean. You you're gonna eventually, eventually, you're going to need each other, and eventually you're going to have to come together to make big business. So I do think there's a way for it to all work out in for the better of the sport. We'll see if it happens. Promote, promoter, promoter summit. Let's go. Let's, promoter let's, summit. Let's, 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 get, let's get that going. Let's get that name going out there. Let's let's get a hashtag. Promoter, promoter summit. Boxing promoter summit. No, it's a start, man. It's a start. I, I think it has to come in in waves. And and the wave right now is PBC, one of the biggest promoters in the U.S., looking for a deal. Uh, maybe they can come together and, and do that. Let's go to the. I, the, I bet you that deal's already done. The way the way Al moves, man. I would not Al, be shocked. Al, Al does not get caught with his pants down. He's he's he that guy makes that makes the deals. He gets the money. He figures it out. Right. I I I, I that's one thing about Al Heyman. He knows how to to find TV deals. So I would not be shocked at that either. Um, and money and money. He money. finds money. He like I is money. Uh, let's go through the fights this weekend uh, quickly. Oh, Ryan Garcia is fighting Oscar Duarte December second. Um, fight. I like this fight. I mean, a lot of people I'll are looking fight. at it like, what, what is, who is Oscar Duarte? Yeah, he's a lightweight coming up to 140. 11 straight stoppages for Duarte. He's 26-1 with 21 knockouts. Mexican fighter that comes forward and will engage with Ryan Garcia. This is the type of fight that Ryan should have taken before the tank fight. This is not a stay-busy fight for Garcia. This is a fight to see exactly what Garcia has left. <laughs> I, that's crazy to say at his age and how much longer he wants to, to get in this. Not a pushover fight by any means. December 2nd on the zone, Ryan Garcia versus Oscar Duarte. Yeah, I mean, tough fight, tough fight. Um, uh, I think this is uh, it's good matchmaking. You, you got to put them in tough. I like guys in tough fights. I, I think it's really important for their development. It gets you ready for the big fights. Um, we're going to see how, you know, but there's danger there because if you don't look good, then everyone's like, yeah, they write you off. But Listen, I'd, I'd I'd rather be have the guys prepared and have a good fight, and rather yeah. than you know they show up and have a fight like how we fought Tank. Um, but this is a tough fight, and there's no gimme. This is a real test to see what Ryan can do at 140. Yeah, um, he's in a new weight class. This, the, you know, listen, he had great power. Definitely has speed. Still has speed. Um, does that power carry up? 140 pounders are different, man. 135 pounders, 140 pounders. It's five pounds. Huge difference in terms of. Um, physical strength and and um, and durability. We saw that with Tiafimo when he moved up. It's like, ooh, that that the yeah. punches that he was icing guys with at at, at thirty five. Guys are walking through at forty. It took him and like he two to, fights. He had to become a different kind yeah. of puncher. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's he's still not he's still not what he was at thirty five. He's got to he's got to be more of a boxer counter puncher. He's a boxer puncher for sure. But you know, he's not starching guys like he was at thirty five. I don't think he ever will again at forty. Um, that's good. You bring up Tiafimo Lopez because that is the fight that I think will happen early next year. Ryan Love Garcia versus Teofimo Lopez. There's a reason you saw Teofimo Lopez with Oscar last month. There's a reason you saw Oscar and Bob Arum uh, this week. It's There's a reason why you're hearing Teofimo talk about the, the champs have to fight the champs. The best fights have to happen. I understand Ryan Garcia is not a champ, but he is a big-time name. This is a guy that did a $1 million, uh pay-per-view last year with Tank. He generates money. Teofimo Lopez He's the money has guy. A, Tiafimo Lopez has a belt at 140 pounds. I've heard a lot of fights being swirled around there. Tiafimo versus Tank, uh, Haney getting in the mix. The fight that will happen next year, first quarter of 2024, will be Tiafimo Lopez versus Ryan Garcia. Mark my words. Tiafimo deserves it. It's a money fight. Um, I think it's a good fight. I think it's an interesting fight. I think people get really excited about it. Um, you know, there, there's always drama swirling both guys. So it, it's going to draw in casuals. Ryan has so many non-boxing fans 
which is good. It's going to get exposure for Tiafimo because I listen Tiafimo. You, you know, we're both very high on Tiafimo. Um, I have been for a long time. He's he's one of my favorite fight weeks to call fights for because he's just Dude, so imagine that fight and, week. And it's oh insane. And his fights are just awesome. He's just he's he's a he's an incredible he's an incredible talent. So I think I think exposing him to the mainstream fans that follow um, to follow Ryan, I think is is going to be really good for Tank uh, for uh, Tio. And plus, he's going to make big money because there's a big price tag attached to to, to Ryan and fighting Ryan. Um, Ryan's going to make money like he always does. Um, Ryan doesn't really, you know, he he can make money without even boxing, but he, he still chooses the fight. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely favor Tio in that fight. I think he's much more dynamic and has a lot more layers. But um, good fight. Yeah, good fight. fun one. Yeah. He's got to get past Duarte, though. Duarte, is, it's not a, like a pushover yeah. fight. That's, That's not a, a gimme. It's not a gimme at he's all. He's got to look good. Yeah. He's got to look good. He can't just get past him. All right. Before we say goodbye, fights this weekend. Uh, there are two main events uh, over in the U.K. Lee Wood, our guy, is back in against Josh Warrington. Wood is a minus 225 favorite, so... The, the odds makers still aren't looking at Wood as some big juggernaut because of the vulnerabilities he has. Warrington, you can get him at plus 175. Uh, I don't love this fight. I think Warrington's getting another title shot simply because he's with Matchroom and they have no one else for uh, Wood to fight. Warrington is 1-2-1 and one over his last four fights. I like Wood in this fight. He sh- I, I'm not betting against him anymore. <laughs> I bet against him in, in that Lara fight, and what did he do? Uh, he made Lara look like a fool. So I would take uh, Wood as the favorite. You can get that for minus 225. Chris, your thoughts on that fight? Uh, I actually spoke to Warrington. Um, I, he was uh, did he he head was at one you? of the top right. No, no, no. Um, so he does. He's, I, I, I've, I've spoke to him on, on uh, social media uh in, in recent years, but I ran into him at one of the top ranked shows. He was, um, I forgot who he was with. Um, oh, the, what the Cambosis fight. Mm. He was with, um, uh, the kid that beat Cambosis that night and, and got robbed. I forgot his name. Um, already. That's what that's, yeah, that, that shows you. That's right there. I said, we, uh, what was his name? It's going to piss me off. Whatever. Keep going. Yeah. So I ran into Maxie Hughes. Yeah. Uh, Maxie Hughes. Yes. All right. Sorry, Maxie. Um, <laughs> really nice, really nice guy. Good fighter too. But, um, yeah, I ran into Warrington then, and he told me that the Wood fight was was being talked about. I was like, "Ooh, I'm like, all right, good for you, man, good for you." But um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of fell under the radar. Not a lot of people are, are really talking about it on this side, mm-hmm. you know. Of, of, of it'll the be pond. big there. Yeah, yeah, it'd definitely be big there, and it's one of the reasons it was made. Um, yeah, it's just how much does Warrington have left? He's been in a lot of wars. Um, he's never been a puncher. Wood Wood is a strong guy; he can crack. So it's going to be volume versus versus Wood with the power, but Another I mean Wood by knockout. Wood, Wood Wood had a Wood had a lot of tough fights in a row, um, and with with a big puncher. Lara's a big 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 puncher. Um, so and he had the Conlon fight, which you know I was back and forth. The Conlon's not a big puncher, but he got hurt in that fight too. So well, fighting a not big yeah. puncher. That's why I is, bet against I mean, him against Lara. Yeah, well, I mean, I I think Lara shit the bed. I think he just he didn't show up the same the same animal he was. Didn't make weight. Yeah, you know, probably probably was celebrating the victory too much, which happens with a lot of Mexican fighters after after they have some success. Um, good thing about Lara is he's young; he can come back. But uh, yeah, I mean, th- th- this fight, yeah, it, it makes it makes sense from the promotional standpoint. You know, it's gonna like you said it's gonna do well over there. It's kind of a a fight where um, Wood doesn't have to fight someone who who's a killer puncher. Um, and it's a very winnable, winnable fight for, for him. But uh, Warrington, man, he's, uh, he's, 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 he's an old grizzled dog he's at this old point. Grizzled dog. Wood by knockout plus 275. That's interesting. Um, 
Huh. Would by decision is plus 120. I, th- oh. I think that'll probably go decision. Plus 120 is pretty good odds. I maybe would look at that. Uh, Zerto versus Joe Smith. Interesting fight. Weird fight. Fighters can't come in over 193 pounds. Cruiserweight Joe Smith. Cruiserweight Zerto. This might be an absolute barn burner. But or it's just a like an, a weird, <laughs> interesting, like two guys at 175 that are now cruiserweight. Obviously, I'm rooting for Joe Smith because he's from Long Island. Oh, Joe's my guy. If Joe wins, it's going to be a good fight. If Zerto wins, it's not going to be a good fight. Not, and I'm not saying that because of who I like. I'm saying it's because stylistically right. how how they're going to have to fight and, and have to win. Joe is always in good fights unless he's getting thoroughly outboxed. Like the Bivol fight was not a good fight. He hurt him at the end, you know, in, in later him. rounds, whatever. But but Bivol came back and dominated him, you know, for the next couple of rounds. Um, for, I mean, for the whole fight, pretty much. So, yeah, um, this, it is an interesting fight. I'm I'm happy whenever a Long Island guy is fighting and Joe, like I, like I said, Joe is an exciting guy if he can make it a fight. Zerto, man, Zerto's Zerto's good. He's a southpaw. Joe has very lim- very limited in ring experience with southpaws. Um, and Zerto's a, a big, long guy with good body punching. Um, he's he's I think the size will benefit Zerto in the weight class because yeah. he, he's the bigger guy. But Joe can punch, man. Joe said he wants Joe, to come in at 200 pounds. Which is not I, come I, in, I, but I, like the in the ring. So he's in the way yeah, in at one ninety three, and then he said he's only going to gain a few more pounds to be at two hundred. Zerto's had a ton of issues making weight. Um, he might not make weight for this, right? And there's, there's fines in place. I, I saw that uh, Smith said if you know if he comes in at a certain over a certain one ninety three, there's there's a lot of fines uh, uh, for that. Uh, props Good. are right now Joe Smith plus two fifty underdog. Uh, over under is ten Damn. and a half. Uh, let's see. Props. Joe I'd Smith. bet Joe on this. I mean, it's it's and not just because that's my guy from Long Island. I think it's a it's it's a he's a live dog. Oh, he's a dog. He's a dog, and he owns Tree uh, Joe Smith Tree Service. I had a, a big career aspiration to interview Joe Smith up in a tree uh, when he was going on that run at one seventy five. So he wins this fight. Maybe we can rekindle that. You've got a lot of bad ideas. That's not your worst, but definitely not a good one. Yeah, we almost we got close. We got close to uh, you know getting up in, into a tree and interviewing Joe Smith. Um, that is our show this week. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back next week to break it all down and talk about the next big story in boxing. Keep your hands up at all times. Protect yourself at all times. Join our, our Patreon to watch and listen to Chris urinate. Goodbye. 